welcome back to Sip With Joy, a show about a girl, her wine, and her feelings, and I am that girl. I am Joy M. Hutton, your host, serial entrepreneur and lover of food and wine. So glad to be back today. Um, yeah, we're all about hitting milestones today. Thank you to all my followers on Instagram at Sip With Joy. I hit that 1,000 sipper mark. So thank you to guys, to you guys for always tuning in and making me feel so special and just letting me hear uh, or just hearing me just talk smack week after week because life be life and I just want to share my thoughts with you guys. So I appreciate you showing up every week for me. I love doing this and sometimes even when I don't, you guys help me help me keep going. So as you know, you know. We have the wine of the day. So uh, today I am drinking a Pinot Grigio. And I know I've introduced you guys to a Pinot Grigio before. But this one is different because this is by Chloe Wine. And they are giving $2 for every bottle sold to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Hence my pink. So, um, and this, uh, this, this, this jumpsuit wants to pop open, but we're not going to let that happen. So we're going to put this glass of wine right here. But, um, so yeah, I'm excited to get into today's episode. Hey, LC. So today's episode is called, I don't want to be strong anymore. And Lord knows I don't. Okay. And today's guest, she is the epitome of a boss woman. Love this woman so much. She is a breast cancer survivor as well. And I want to talk to her about how people view her as a pillar of strength. But sometimes you just don't want to be strong anymore. So we're going to bring up our guest, Chantel McWilliams. Hey. Hello. Hello, Chantel. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Of course. I was like, okay, I need, I was thinking of like wine people and I was like, wait, it's breast cancer month and she a boss and she's one of my favorite people. So yes, I was so glad you were available because you know, I got to get on the calendar. <laughs> uh, so first, what are you sipping on? I am sipping on sparkling water. Okay, fancy. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. Cheers to that. I'm drinking my Pinot Grigio. Okay, so good. Hey, Sheila. All right, so let's get into, since we're talking about wine, you are the, you are a philanthropist. You are also the um, managing partner of Trez Bistro and Wine Bar here in Houston. So talk about how that all happened. Because I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> So um, I often tell people when opportunity in your you know in front of you, you really take it, whether you're prepared for it or not. And I'm not going to uh, say that I was prepared um, to own a wine bar. Yeah. I, right. A good friend of mine was you know he was looking at a wine at this particular wine bar, and he said, "You know what? We should be partners. We should do this together." And I'm like, "But we don't know anything about the hospitality business." I'm a college professor. I'm working on my PhD, right. uh, and so he has partnerships, two totally different industries. Mm -hmm. And so um, he said, "Well, I've always wanted a sports bar," and I was like, "This can't be a sports bar. It has to be a cute <laughs> wine show. It has to be cute food, boutique mm -hmm. wines, and we have to do a community focus 
So I wanted to make sure that I brought my personality to the opportunity instead of just taking the opportunity and just allowing someone to carve your own lane. Right. I made sure I, I did things that was true to me so I could enjoy it. So I wanted to do something that I loved. Still had a learning curve. I, le I love to learn, but I wanted to make it my own. So yeah. that's how Trans was created. Um, we started off just, um, it looks completely different than it did when we first purchased it. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have uh, curated art on the walls that, that we work with Carla B-Song, mm -hmm. a B-Song art gallery. She's the only black female art curator in with her own art gallery. So I love telling her yeah. story. Um, and she did not hesitate to work with us. All of our wines, about 90% of our wines are boutique wines. They're not retail. So sometimes a learning curve for people to come in and really learn about the wines because name recognition is also important. And so, of course, we have delicious cuisine. Yeah. So we start off with cuisine. We start off just with different kind of cheese boards, mm -hmm. bites, but we like to eat. Yeah. So we got to have some food <laughs> that can stick to you a little bit more. Right. So we we got into the restaurant part. It was not designed to be a restaurant bistro. It was just supposed to be a wine bar with light bite. Yeah. So um, it evolved into what the market called for us to do. And so we just really made it our own. Yeah, I love it. And if you are in Houston, you must check it out. Trez Bistro and Wine Bar. So um, so those of you who are on YouTube and those of you who are listening, check it out in Houston. Um, okay, love it. Hey, uh, Jess Lee, the people are on YouTube watching us live. So that's who I'm talking to. You know who you're talking to. <laughs> Um, okay, so gonna shift a little bit. So you just celebrated the big five oh. Yeah. And on top of that, tomorrow is Chantel McWilliams Day in Houston, right? It is. It yes. is. I yeah. love it. <laughs> you said it is. So okay, so how so how does it feel to now be in the five oh club? You know, I I'm still in shock. Yeah. that I'm 50 years old. Right. You know, growing up, you thought 50 was old, yeah. right? <laughs> right. So it, it really began to dawn on me, like, what, what am I going to do for the remaining of my years? Because mm -hmm. 50 is definitely a blessing. Yeah. I didn't think that I would see 50, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So it is, a, it is a blessing to be 50. But for some reason, I feel comfortable and light. You know, being a philanthropist and a business owner, especially in an industry that's pleasing business, it kind of migrates into your personal life too. Right. So I just had to learn really separate the two and not always be in that people pleasing moment of my life because yeah. that is very draining. Mm -hmm. And to be very transparent, that's just how I operated for so long. Yeah. And it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so when COVID happened, I was forced to slow down right. and tremendous blessing for me because it, it allowed me to pivot mm -hmm. uh, and begin to see balance and boundaries differently. Mm -hmm. But I still, in that you know, industry, so I still began to still want to please people because you want people to be happy when they come yeah. to your business. It's very, very difficult. It's very easy for someone to be unhappy. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> they'll let you know about it, too. <laughs> So uh, at this moment, I'm just really lighter. Um, I'm happier. Um, I really want to enjoy my life. And so instead of having 
a big 50 party where you really can't talk to everyone in the room, mm -hmm. I decided to go on a Beyonce tour where I do 50 celebrations and experiences instead of 50 cities, right? Oh, I love it. <laughs> so what I'm doing, I'm doing these different little intimate experiences where um, instead of being in a big room with people, it's very small, intimate settings. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that I can reconnect with people because you can wake up and someone is not here anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's very important to be intentional with your relationships, your friendships, colleagues, peers, what kind of relationship you have with someone. I think you do have to be intentional and cultivate it and nourish it. Right. So I want to make sure that I do that in this next transition of my life. I love that. So what are some other things would you say that either you've learned or or things that you've learned about yourself in, in the past day, decade and coming into this this new era, this new decade? You know, you really have to, I had to really learn to really be comfortable with myself. So often um, when you give so much to yourself, you don't even sometimes know who you are. You just operate in a space of always going to the next thing. So I wanted to really take my time and just really get to know who I am and just really sit in that space. Sometimes I come home and it's just quiet. There's no television, there's no phone. I'm just really trying to be in a space where I really get to know who I am. So I'm really big on really figuring that part out. Yeah. Who really is Chantel, mm. right? Not the Chantel that everybody else see, but who am I in these four walls? And what that. do I want to do to truly impact people? Am I impacting people because that's what other people want me to do? Or what I really want to do? And how do I do that? So those are the things that I'm learning more about myself, asking those difficult questions, mm -hmm. um, those very transparent questions that we don't want to ask. Mm -hmm. I ask those to myself because I want to make sure I'm true to myself. I don't want to leave this earth and not know who you are. Right. Not know what your true purpose is and to live within that purpose. So in just learning how to be faithful and not just talk about being faithful, not just talk about being positive, not just talk about being women empowerment, motivating to really be that person. Yes. I'm annoyed when I see people say those things, but they really live those. those and they're things. the meanest ones too. Right. <laughs> I want people. To mean girls. <laughs> they mean girls. I'm a girl. So. <laughs> right. It's like mm, the main ones talking about women empowerment. I'm like, yeah, you over here just mean girl and people. Yeah. So I think, I think we just, but you have to really um, figure out who you are. And sometimes it's an evolving situation. It's not perfect. You're not going to know everything about yourself. You're not going to like everything about yourself, but it's an opportunity. Every day you wake up, there's an opportunity to start all over again. And you know, you used to hear your grandmother say stuff like that. Yeah. But it's really, really true. Every day I wake up and I say, thank you. Thank you for, thank you. I'm here because I don't have to, I didn't have to wake up today. And yeah. so there are people my age not And so um, there is a blessing in being alive. Absolutely. And what do with it? Don't waste that day. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people don't realize they're wasting a day mm -hmm. doing things that have no meaning. Yeah. So I want to make sure that my life is even more meaningful this next journey. I love that. I love it. <laughs>
And listen, you move with purpose, okay? If you you all haven't seen Chantel out here in these streets, follow her on Instagram because she moves with purpose, okay? And she don't let nobody waste her time either, um, which I love about you. So, and speaking of, you know, like you just don't know if you're going to be here t- tomorrow or shoot, you could be here today, gone today. You're a breast cancer survivor. How did you, how did you find out that you had breast cancer? You know, I was putting on lotion and I felt the lump. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on my breast. It was on my, it was actually right here. Wow. It's not your breast, right? It's your breast wall that's yeah. not your breast. Mm-hmm. So when I felt the lump, I didn't tell anybody for three weeks. Wow. I just, I knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I felt in my spirit I had breast cancer mm-hmm. and I know what to do so i didn't tell anyone i was i was six months into being a new resident of houston and so i called my my mom and my sister came over and i let them feel the lump my mom was a nurse my sister she worked at md anderson at the time Mm -hmm. and i said what is that i said well you know drinking coffee you know you stop drinking at starbucks and i just started crying Mm -hmm. and she said no just stop doing your mammogram when her and my sister insisted I have a mammogram, yeah. I knew I had breast cancer, right? Yeah. Um, so I went to MD Anderson, I got a, a mammogram done. You can get a mammogram in MD Anderson in an undiagnosed clinic, people don't know that. Right. So their mammograms are amazing, much more thorough. So I went there and I was diagnosed on the spot. Wow. I was diagnosed with triple positive 3B breast cancer. Wow. And, I, and it was a Wednesday. And I had to be in chemotherapy by Friday. What? I had to move very, very quickly because they said that it was already um, very, very large, very aggressive, yeah. seven centimeters to be exact. So, because when I felt it, it felt like a huge lump. Yeah. But it didn't hurt or anything. So I, but I knew what it was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was always my worst fear, and I always tell people. Um, Sometimes your worst fear is your biggest blessing, right? Mm, yeah. So it, it, it was my worst fear. It's, it's what happened. I, I did um, six months of therapy, six weeks of radiation therapy, a year of HER2 positive therapy, mm-hmm. and had five surgeries. Wow. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I am, I am still here. <laughs> yes. Thank God. Okay. Thank God. That, that's, that's amazing. And that's, whew. That's a journey, and and you know, and that's why I wanted to talk to you because you know people see, like people may see you today, right? And they're like, "Girl, you're so strong, you're so resilient, you're so this, you're so that, you're so put together, all this." But it's like that doesn't mean that you you are not still dealing with things, oh you know, yeah. like yeah. you're still human, and we still have triggers and whatever the case may be. So it's it's just like, whew. You know, and and people really don't know, like outside of maybe what you share with them. But it's just interesting how people just just have perceptions of of what what people look like on the outside and have no idea what they're dealing with on on the inside. Absolutely. And you know, when you're going through breast cancer, it's just not breast cancer, right? It's else that comes along with that. And I got this condition um, that's called polymyositis, mm-hmm. and it's autoimmune. And that's when your muscles begin to break down. Mm. So as I'm going through chemotherapy, I can barely stand up. Wow. 
So the oncologist said, oh, it's probably from the chemo. But I had a black female breast surgeon. Yes. If, if I'm going to do some testing, she said, it's not from the chemotherapy, but let's do some additional testing. Mm. So that's how that I had this procedure. And it was, it's, my heart enzyme was elevated. Yeah. And so she said that if we didn't start procedures and therapists for that, I'd be on the cane the rest of my life. Wow. So I hospitalized for three days. Um, it's called an IBIG, where they do a plasma transfusion to your body. Mm-hmm. So I did that along with my chemotherapy just to get my muscles rejuvenated while I'm able to walk every day. Wow. So, you know, I, I, I didn't understand why that was happening. Yeah. You take walking for granted. You take getting up out the bed and walking to the bed, to the restroom, walking to the kitchen. For granted, you, I had to hold on to the bed just to lift myself up at the age of 38. Wow. To the restroom. So it was it was definitely a journey. And of course, I ended up getting a blood clot while I was going through chemotherapy. So I had right. to give myself, you know, blood th- along with medication for the polymyositis, along with the chemotherapy, along with my toe coming off from chemotherapy, my what? hair coming all these other things that happen you're just you and you're still in you're still trying to live yeah <laughs> yeah so, um it, it it has been and it still is a those are a lot of triggers for me mm-hmm. um going through therapy and for so long i was i didn't want to go through therapy because i didn't want to talk about it right because I, I would have to relive it right that's why in our communities we don't like to go to therapy exactly right and, want to relive i want to just forget it i wanted to kind of move on from it but i had so much post-traumatic yeah. from going through something like that that i had to go to therapy and just really talk through that my sisters my family um has been my sounding board mm-hmm. but sometimes you have to have that objective person to really you know call you through those situations yeah. but not for my close friends and family uh, I'd probably be a totally different person. Yeah. 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 Thank God for a support system. And that was yeah. one of my question, like, questions like, what is, what is your, what did your support system look like? Because that, because you can easily go into a dark place, you know, oh. with, with going through yeah. all of that. And yeah. Whew, um, so well, I was in a dark place. I, I did not want to do chemotherapy. Yeah. I was seeing chemotherapy. Wow. And I just said, I would just, my funeral and to die. Mm. That was what I was going to do. I just felt like I didn't have time to do chemotherapy. I felt like cancer was 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 intervening. Mm, <laughs> just wow, intervening. Mm-hmm. It's disrupting what my plans are, mm-hmm. and so what I supposed to do and die from cancer, and that's what I'm do. Wow. It it took my family to pull me out of that mindset. Yeah. And to encourage me to go chemotherapy. And I was scared of chemotherapy because you don't know what to expect. Exactly. Your blueprint on, okay, this is what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. This is what you should expect. I just wish people would do that more. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. So, um, and mm-hmm. so the first chemotherapy session, my mom was there. She said, see, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, I can, I think I can go through this. It, it yeah. still was very difficult. I followed the doctor's orders, but... As my hair began to fall out, I got a Beyonce wig. Yeah, I wore, I wore my heels to chemotherapy mm-hmm. every week. Um, 
and I was a size double zero. But you can tell me I was cute though. Right. Right. I was like cute, and I was like a little skeleton, like. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, um, I'm gonna show up. Yeah. Once I made up my mind that I was going to fight for yeah. about four weeks, I was in a depressive state. Yeah. So. Once I made up my mind that I was going to really fight, and that was just the prayers kicking in. The mm. prayers and my mom, my dad, my sister, so many people praying for me. Mm. It, it was an amazing journey of support Yeah, uh, that I just really couldn't believe I was overwhelmed by it. Right. And those prayers and that support kicked in and mm. that, you know what, I'm going to fight this. Mm -hmm. But for about weeks, I just couldn't even talk on the phone to anybody. I was just... Yeah. It was very depressing. I yeah. I, I can't even say I can imagine because I just don't you just don't know what it's like if you've yeah. been through it. Yeah. And I don't think people talk about that part as much they talk about, you know, the fighter and yeah. and that and you have to go through that to get to that. Mm -hmm. Um because it's not something you can pick up in here. Exactly. So it was a different day. Like mm -hmm. and that's that's what's making me so grateful because you can wake up and it's a different day. You have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, you don't have time to be doing things on purpose. Yeah. Uh, there are some days that, you know, we gonna, you know, play around do some stuff we got no business doing, but mm -hmm. I get that. But for the most part, <laughs> we gonna stay on task. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, okay, maybe a little cheat, cheat day right. over here. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I get that. Oh man, that that is, whew, that is that is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah, and yeah, and it's and I'm sure it's still like there's still it's still a journey. You know, it's still a yeah. journey. Um, so, what would you say are some of the things that you know you would think that breast cancer patients and survivors want want to hear or that they they need from their friends or a partner because it's kind of like when i think about grief for example people don't know what to say and so yeah. sometimes it's just it's not saying anything i just need you to be present so what yeah. would you say like what were some of the things that you really appreciated you you know when you heard or some things that you maybe other people didn't know but you're like you know i just need this you know um what what would you say? I, I really I really appreciated people being action oriented instead of yeah. asking me. You know, well, call me if you need anything. I'm not going to call. Right, you're not going to call. <laughs> right. No. no. So what I look like calling you, telling you that I need something yeah. when, you know, I like for you to be action oriented. So mm -hmm. sending me inspirational books, uh, sending me um, health foods or or gift cards smoothies mm -hmm. or sending me um pictures of wigs sending me things that make me laugh yeah you know um all these different mm -hmm. things that make that can be a mood changer mm -hmm. is you don't ask you don't ask me how don't ask me if i'm okay or how i feel because more than likely i'm going to say i feel fine right and that's um, not the truth right yeah <laughs> like you do you it's really want to know how i feel right how i really feel yeah. you don't really know how to respond to that because you haven't been in my shoes mm -hmm. so i think sometimes having a conversation with a breast cancer another breast cancer survivor is different than a person who hasn't gone through it because it's, it's about being related so i think in action or hey i'm just going to send her some books to read to change her mood or you know i'm going to do these little small gestures 
that that's small. It doesn't yeah. have to be anything large, mm -hmm. just very small gestures. Or just saying, hey, I'm just calling to see, you know, if you want to talk about, you know, that new movie we saw last year. Mm -hmm. like, you know, just yeah, that could change the, and not try to just say, well, I checked the box and ask her how she was doing. So right, exactly. People want to do their part, but they just really don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So I just think just thinking about mm -hmm. themselves and how to fill those shoes mm -hmm. and just being action oriented with that. Yeah. It, it doesn't take a lot of effort for people. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I think even people just saying, I don't know what to say. Or I don't know what to do, but I just want to be there for you. You know, that even goes a long way. Because at least you're being honest instead of just going, dis doing the disappearing act. You know, because people do that too. I'm like, what the? Like, this is crazy. I had girlfriends to do both. They had girlfriends that did disappearing act because they didn't know what to do. Then I had girlfriends that said, I don't know what to do. Can you tell me how I can help you? Right. And I said, you know, I'm new to Houston. Can you help me find wigs? Yeah. I'm someone that can help transition my hair because I don't know what to do when my hair begins to fall out, you know? Yeah. So those are the things that um, when someone's, I don't know what to do, mm -hmm. you know, how can I help you? Just say that. Yeah, it's exactly. It's yeah. Exactly. Just, just ask, ask me to guide you and then I will guide you. Mm -hmm. But don't just ask me, well, call me if you need something. Really don't like that. Yeah, I, yeah. Because and when you're in that just sunken place, you don't know how to ask for help. You don't want to ask help. You don't. No. Need, and sometimes you don't even know what you need. No. So, yeah. When people ask that, it's just a very arbitrary question because it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I I don't know. <laughs> and you know, my family I'm just trying to make it through today. <laughs> you know. They know my personality, so my sister, my family were buffers for me. They yeah. really people that led a lot of that. So my younger Liza, um, I called her the Team Chantel Coordinator. So <laughs> she created a Karen Bridge website yeah. where people can just communicate with me because people want to call and talk to you. And the first thing they ask, what happened? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. I Telling the story about what happened. Right, because so, you're reliving it every time. Yeah, so create a platform where I can update people through this website. They can, you know, of course, coordinate and talk to me via website. So it was very, it was very, very helpful for me. Yeah. Really being the person to update people via text for me and that sort of thing. So having someone, your girlfriends can do that. Yeah. They can just say, hey, you need me to, to call anyone for you. You need me to with your doctor's appointments, make sure I schedule that for you. Do you need me to pick you up and take you to your doctor's appointments? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you, those are the things that are action oriented. It's not yeah. just, what do you need? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's really good advice. Um, so you touched on it a little bit, but you know, you talked about, talked about like just living in your purpose. What keeps you going? <laughs> What keeps you going? Cause you go, you going, okay? Listen, it's a road runner over here. <laughs> what keeps you going, <laughs> and and you know, and keeping yourself from wanting to just give up? You know, cause I'm sure when you were in the beginning of that, you just like you said, you were like, I'm, I'm, just, I've just resolved that I'm just gonna die. Cancer's gonna take me out, and that's it. You know. Yeah, uh, because you know, I never really saw a successful cancer yeah. survive. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I was moved, moved, I moved here from Louisiana, so no one ever, you know, I did, I never really saw a person living out loud with cancer. Yeah. Cancer 11 years ago, diagnosed 11 years ago. So now much more conversations and openness about it, but we had to, you know, that point, especially in our communities where we were not embarrassed. I was embarrassed to even say I had cancer. Right. I didn't you know. So I think we had to go through those different levels. Um, but I think primarily, what was your question again? <laughs> <laughs> what keeps you going? <laughs> what so keeps I, you going? My life is a gift. Hmm. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah with my life I, and i used to pray every day god please allow me to fulfill the purpose that you have for me not what i think to be doing not who i should be networking and talking to the purpose that you have for me and so and i watched him just evolve. that's how i began to have trez yeah that was i was not trying to be that's not what i was trying to do i was on a different path right but through that platform, I was able to make different impressions, right? Mm -hmm. So I think knowing that my life is being guided on purpose, mm -hmm. that's it really keeps me going. Is it easy? Absolutely not. Entrepreneurship, uh, philanthropy, all these things get involved with are not easy at all. Mm -hmm. It is it is definitely a rolling dice game. Right. And what, and what you think will work may not work, and you have to always pivot. So... Um, Knowing that I'm not finished yet is, is what's keeping me going. I know that there are some other things that I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what they always are. Yeah. Walking and believing that it's going to always be revealed to me that it's on purpose for me. Mm -hmm. So that's what really keeps me going. I really want to know what I'm going to be doing next year. Mm -hmm. I want to know that. Yeah. So I live every day so I can get to that. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So those are things that keep me going. Yeah. I, I like that perspective. I like that perspective. So, do you think there's a such thing as balance? I do. I think that um, we have to make it a priority, um, and we have to sometimes get out of our own head of what we think balance is. Mm -hmm. uh, balance could just be spending 15 minutes by yourself, and when you first wake up, drinking a smoothie and, and watching the sunrise. Mm -hmm. That's that's balance. Doesn't have to be this structured, fresh has to do with I think sometimes we put more pressure on ourselves, but sometimes balance can just mean carving out a certain amount of time in your day that's just for you. So I think understanding that part of it will make us understand balance a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you, you, you got a lot of stuff going on. So how do you <laughs> find your balance? How do you manage all of these things? And just, and, and just like personally, professionally, like how do you manage it all? You know, I don't even know how I do everything <laughs> that I do. I yeah. really, I'm up and I've done five things and one day I've been to three events. I've been mm -hmm. for five hours and I'm, I'm, I don't really understand how it happens. <laughs> do everything. Um, but I understand that there is power in no. Mm -hmm. I had to learn here recently, within the last few years, really stepping back and I'm so sorry I'm not able to come to your event, but I would love to support you by right. doing this. Mm -hmm. And there was a time where I would go to everybody's thing they invited me to because I didn't want to let anybody down. Right. And then I, I'm exhausted. I'm still 
still a thriver, so I cannot go at the same level I did prior to. So I have to sometimes step away and have balance with my time, my energy, my stamina, my health. So I think um, really learning the power of no has been helpful for me. Yeah. Believe it or not, I do say no. Right. Right, people like lies. Does she does that? Right. (laughs) When? When, Chantel? (laughs) I do say no. And, you know, um, just even learning how to, I need to work out more. Right. Yeah. Those things you you know you need to do, Mm -hmm. but like you don't have time because you have to do the things you do to wake up. Well, that's the trainer was like when you wake up and you spend that 30 minutes of your emails, you do emails while you're doing cardio. I was like, oh, right. right. There's a way to work it in. (laughs) Okay. Like, no excuses. Right. Yeah. So, just really, you know, today, and I I, I get myself a sleep in. Once a week, I have a sleep in day where I sleep in. I do not look at my phone until after a certain time. To me, that's yeah. That, that's that's really getting giving myself some rest mm-hmm. that I need because I've had a very active week. Yeah. Or some I said, you know what? I'm not leaving the house at all today. I don't care what happens. If if it trails burn down, just give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> that trans burned out copy. Um, <sighs> but there are some things where I just really have to do that. And yeah. so that, that's how I I balance myself a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like put it on the calendar, you know. Yeah. And I, I love that you still have an old school calendar. I, <laughs> I handwrite thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I do both. It paper i like to see the paper to see what i've accomplished i like to see it differently mm-hmm. yeah okay all right so what's next what's next for you what are you working are you still working on your phd no but i plan to start back next year okay okay yeah get that completed um i understand why only uh one percent of the population had it right. i get it Crazy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So when you're doing it, you of course the right way, and you you know you're doing the work work. Yes, I get yeah. that. But you know, um, I was just talking to my sister about this last night, mm-hmm. and I'm trying not to have anxiety mm-hmm. about my next move. Yeah. And he said, "Well, just don't have anxiety. Just make sure that you just give it to God because you don't know yet." Exactly. And very very true. So I'm really have to make sure I walk in that daily. I I yeah. can have a whole, and I'm an overthinker. So I can have a plan of action, yeah. and it's not what's, what's going to happen anyway. So I've learned to just really live day by day yeah. with with a light plan, mm-hmm. right? Have some type of structure in your life. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just praying that my next move is what God really wants me to do to yeah. to take my level to the next level for Him. Yeah. So I don't know what what that's going to be. I'm ready okay. to see. That's a good I'm, answer, though. It's a good answer, yeah, because, you know, I think a lot of the times we are trying to be, we, we're not content in where we are, and then we're we're constantly thinking of the next thing, you know, so I, I do like that answer, because it's like, okay, you had a baby, when's the next one? You get married, when you get, when you have kids, well, I just got married, I just, I'm like, how about I just 
rest in this for a moment and then focus on that thing. But I, yeah, so I get that for sure. I, but I always ask me, are you going to have a second location? Yeah. I said, it's not a lot around the corner. Why would I do that? Just because yeah. other people do. No, I want to make sure I'm new to the industry. I want to make sure that I maximize and learn yeah. every correct way mm -hmm. uh, to understand the numbers because a business like a, a bistro, especially a wine bistro, yeah, different type of business. And so I want to know the back end. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to be hiring, you know, accountants to really do things for me that I can learn how to do. So I'm hiring them now so I can learn from them mm -hmm. because next move, I'm going to already know. So just really understanding that this is a training ground for me mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't something that I planned to do. Yeah. So that's is what I should be doing, but what how I handle this moment in my life is what's going to dictate the next opportunity. Right. So that's what I'm walking at the end. So alignment. Have this conversation next year. Like, do you remember what we was talking? And yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> Yes, it's all about alignment, which I love because you're you're like you said you're very purposeful and you want to make sure that what you're doing is you're you're living on purpose you're you're living you are now living out loud you know you, I, didn't, you didn't know anybody but you're living out loud uh, that's my new hashtag yeah. like i don't really i, I am concerned yeah. but i don't really care yeah anymore yeah, yeah. i want to do what i want to do mm -hmm. right you have you have this one life. You have this one life. So yes. Are there any upcoming events at Trez that the people should know about? Always. Yes. So <laughs> you say always. Tomorrow we're having a um, a breast cancer event with Punoir Wineries. They okay, are the yes. only, um, black winery in Houston. Um, Punoir, they're amazing. So we're yes. doing food and wine tasting with them. Mm -hmm. um, of course, on Friday, we're doing a Halloween happy hour. And then on Halloween, we're doing a pink Halloween, where it's for breast cancer awareness. So you come in your pink costumes, and we'll have a costume contest. So, you know, follow us on Trez Bistro and Wine Bar on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram. You'll always see different things that we're doing. Um, some things are very, very intentional. And some are fun just to bring people in, just to experience what we have to offer um so we do things a lot at trades at least two or three days a week we're doing something very unique yeah. so i want people to understand it's a it's a community place where you can come whether you know about wine or not we have a full bar so we have cocktails we have mocktails we have wine we have food on for our brunch we were voted the number one wine bar by the houston chronicle and the hottest yeah. wine bar by the houston chronicle so it's a vibe. It's not mm -hmm. just like quiet and dark. It's it's our kind of music. It's R and B. The vibe. Yeah, we have a band on Saturday nights for date nights and outings. Mm -hmm. So very intentional. Um, we are another establishment. Uh, we do allow people to smoke cigars on the patio. Mm -hmm. So and I do that because I want to make sure that it's a healthy way to dine. Mm -hmm. um, to have the integrity of the artwork that we have inside of our establishment right. as well. Absolutely. So you heard it here. You heard it here. Okay. So you all get down to Trez Bistro and Wine Bar. It, it is definitely a vibe. Um, they have lunch, brunch, dinner. So yeah, 
get get in that thing. Okay, so now <laughs> we're going to do a rapid fire. So you just, you pick one of the choices that I'm going to give you, okay? Oh. Whatever, whatever <laughs> comes to mind first, all right? <laughs> you like, oh, it's not going to be too crazy. Okay, red wine or white wine? Red wine. Okay, wine alone or wine with friends? Wine with friends. Okay, diamonds or pearls? Mm. <laughs> pearls. pearls. Okay, early riser or night owl? Night owl. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, introvert or extrovert? <sighs> extrovert. Okay. Dancing with the stars or dancing alone? <laughs> and what is your favorite wine? Ooh, I love a Cab Franc. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I love Cab Franc and I love red blends. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right, good. Well, that is the end of our show. You stay on the, don't go anywhere when I when I get off the screen so we can chat it up before you leave. Cause y'all, okay. I be trying to get on her calendar. And we, we we try to get together for a whole year. <laughs> this is how I can see Chantel. <laughs> so um, guys, I will not be here next week. Okay, so I will be here the week after on the 30th. So don't miss me too much. Um, but tomorrow is Chantel McWilliams Day in Houston. So make sure you follow her on Instagram at Chantel.McWilliams. Give her a shout out on her big day tomorrow. And um, if you're in Houston, go stop by Trez Bistro and Wine Bar. And yeah, I'll see you guys not next week, week after next. And um, yeah. And oh, today is my third anniversary for my company on the go glam. So really excited about that. Yes, I was like, oh my God, it's my it's my anniversary today. So it is our glam day today. So um yeah, so so we got a lot of milestones going around here. And then um everyone said they said you are a walking testimony. Uh, you never know what people might be going through. They say you're beautiful. Sheila said you're beautiful inside and out. Um, is your mom Deborah Lawrence? Yes. Yeah, she said proud mother. <laughs> <laughs> and um, someone earlier said COVID allowed me to quit a job I was miserable in. So just, just shout outs for just your testimony and everything um, that you've been through. And Elsie um, uh, was saying earlier, I think people say, uh, say that because they don't know what to say or do when we were having the conversation earlier or sometimes they know you're not going to call for help and I know that's I know I don't people know I'm not gonna ask for help so it's like you either leave me here to die or just show up because <laughs> I'm not you know not. like I, that's just not my personality and so I I'm the helper you know I'm not the receiver I'm the giver so, but I think I, as I get older, you know, I have, I have, you know, had to just fall back on that and, okay, fine. Uh, you know, what you doing? Can you, uh, you know, do this? So I've, I've had to relinquish a little bit of that control even over myself. And so I think that, yeah, it, it comes with, with just evolving, like you said earlier, and growing as a person. So, 
I yeah. love your story, love you, and thank you so, so much for coming on and sharing Absolutely. with good people here. Anything. Yes, yes. So we're going to see each other soon, and I'll see you when we get out of here, too. Okay. All right, everybody. See you all in two weeks, and um, thanks for tuning in. Bye.